Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Never Dead Podcast. My name is Dylan Dust, and I'll be your host for the show. This is the show where we talk about stuff, stuff like creative endeavors, self-improvement, and everything else in between. Today's episode is sponsored by Anchor, as well as Left Out Apparel, but we're going to get into that a little more as the show goes on. Today's guest is a former dating coach, entrepreneur, hustler, super handsome, super cool dude. Um, we're homies, we're coworkers. Um, but I've gotten to know a little bit about his past and I wanted to bring him on the show to talk about some of his uh, experiences and all the things that he's done. But, um, you know, you know, I'm, I might as well just let him tell you a little more about it. Uh, today's guest is Mr. Sean Siganofsky. How's it going, man? <laughs> it's going well, man. I'm still surprised that you can get my last name right. It, uh, it took every single teacher throughout my entire life up and through college and still none of them could get it right on the first try so props to you <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that i uh i definitely checked your um double checked your instagram to like look at your name and i kind of like broke it down into chunks like i was a fish you sounded out a little bit <laughs> i sounded out yeah i used my knowledge of uh other you know culture languages to uh to, to to do my best and i guess i nailed it so you did very very good man you did very good i always tell people like sound it out sound it out t-s white sir sir <laughs> and i just go through the whole 11 letters of my last name yes and they're like oh you know what when you sound it out that sounds pretty right <laughs> is it uh okay forgive me here is it russian mm -hmm. my dad was born in soviet union era uh moscow Dude, that's sick. And I've heard you do yeah. your uh, Russian voice impression. It's pretty good. Hello, my friends. It is Vladimir. I'm very excited to be here. This podcast is going to be very, very good. Very good. Watch and cut a show. Watch and cut a show. <laughs> High quality, dude. High quality. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, so why don't you tell the people a little bit more about yourself? Because I know that you've done a lot of things uh, to the point where I didn't even really know how to introduce you to the show. But um, tell us a little bit, bit more about you, uh, what you do, where you come from, what you've done, things like that. Sure. So I am, well, my dad calls me a jack of all trades, but a master of none. I like to call myself a journeyman. <laughs> uh, I, I have that. done pretty much everything under the sun. Uh, I mean, I've been working since I was 15, starting at Carvel, had my first real job when I was uh, literally a week after my 18th birthday as a personal trainer, studied throughout high school so I can get that certification once I got out of high school. Um, and I've just been on the entrepreneurial journey ever since. Um, I've always been the type of kid when I was really young that just wanted to have money because uh, I never really did have money very often. So I was the type of kid that would go to neighbors and like yeah. throw out their trash for like 50 cents or like a dollar. Um, there was this one lady in this apartment building that I lived in as a kid. I vividly remember it who made these ices like she literally made homemade ices, some Hispanic lady. And I would go upstairs every single day and be like, hey, so I will throw out your trash in exchange for three ices, one for me and two for my friends. And uh, actually, two of the friends were these two really attractive eight year olds as well as I was an eight year old. So this is not a weird thing. I was also eight. But in my eight year old mind, <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, yo, I'm going to get the ladies. You know what I mean? So I would throw out the trash. I yeah. would get the ladies. And she would even sometimes give me like a dollar or two. So I felt like a pimp. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, long story Man, short, dude, I've done a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've done a lot of shit. I know. I still remember earning like my first dollar. I have it locked away somewhere in storage from like throwing out people's trash. And I kept it all these years just to kind of like have that memory because I always just had that like desire to have stuff, you know, um, not like uh, necessarily material things, but just to like go get stuff, if that makes sense. So 
Yeah, I mean, long story short, I've done a lot of yeah. stuff. Um, the reason why I know you invited me on this podcast is because, you know, I, I'm a former dating coach. I was in the dating coaching space for about four and a half years. And um, yeah, I'm excited to come on here and share some of my experiences because <laughs> there's a lot of them. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of gave me a little bit of a, a heads up that you've got some stories. So I'm definitely anxious to hear that. And, um, you know, it's cool hearing about your your origins as a young entrepreneur and even the way that you were already interacting with girls whenever you were a kid. So, um, you know, that's always been there. That's always been with you. And, you know, I definitely see that you get a satisfaction out of accomplishing something. Like you said, it's not necessarily about the materialistic side of it, but it, the rewards that come with hard work and earning something for yourself, as opposed to being just paid a wage by someone else. So, yeah. And you know, just to give you a little bit of backstory, um, besides having like my own fucked up childhood, which I'm sure, oh, can I curse on this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, besides having my own fucked up childhood, um, I also was born with a lazy eye, my left eye, and I had two surgeries throughout my life to correct that. Um, one was when I was like one years old, which it didn't work. <laughs> so I didn't have my actual corrective surgery till I was 16. So I walked around literally cross-eyed till I was 16 years old. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm lying. It was, uh, it was, it was my freshman year of high school. So maybe it was like 15 going on 16, but it wasn't 16 yet. I was like 14, 15 years old. Um, so when we were talking about like that young entrepreneur thing, it was half of like, I want stuff. Like I want free ICs. It was also like, the eight-year-old in me knew, like, I am way too freaking unattractive in every other sense <laughs> to get these other, like, these, like, pimping fifth graders. I need to go get, yeah. I need to go get some free ICs for them. So <laughs> being creative, actually, like Tony Damn. Robbins says, it's not about resources, it's about resourcefulness. You know, so I just took exactly. advantage of everything that I had and, and made it work. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I bet that was, uh, I bet that was kind of tough to push through and, uh, but... <laughs> You know, you didn't let that get to you. You, you always found a way to, uh, like you said, improvise and be resourceful, which is kind of the key with anything in life. Uh, you know, if you have uh, weaknesses or what you would consider a weakness, just find ways to push through it and improve yourself as opposed to feeling bad about it and just kind of sitting there wallowing and feeling bad about yourself. So that's cool. Yeah. And there never is a weakness. You know what I mean? Like there's there's never no. there's a bunch of shit that like sucks. You know what I mean? Like there's no benefit to having to being cross-eyed to like having conversations with people and asking them like asking you who are you looking at? You know, like that wasn't fun to hear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That wasn't the best thing in the world. But instead of allowing it to like hurt me, which it did for a long time, um, I would still play sports. I would play football. I trained mixed martial arts for almost a decade in, in different times throughout that decade. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I got my ass kicked even though I couldn't see. And like I never took it as, oh, it's because I can't see. I took it as, oh, I'm just going to keep doing this till I get better at it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the mindset you kind of have to have, especially, you know, doing entrepreneurial things like you're doing. You know, as soon as you let your mind think of something as being a weakness or a hindrance to you, you know, that's it just plants a seed in your mind that just grows into this nasty, negative self-perception. So, you know, that's, that's the way you always got to view it is, you know, whether it's, like creative endeavors, things that you're trying to accomplish with say like entrepreneur hustle or even with girls, um, since we're going to be talking a little bit about dating, you kind of have to think that you're the shit no matter what you do and not in like a cocky way, just, you know, believe in yourself the most. And that's kind of the key. So I think it's less about thinking that you're the shit because that's a very 
generic thing that I hear in like dating coaching is like, oh, think you're the shit, think you're the pimp. Like always assume that you're gonna be the lead of the interaction. Um, and that's just not, that translates into everyday life, but especially like in the, in the space that we're talking about in dating. I think it's a lot less about that and a lot more about just being able to rock with what is. You know, yeah. like if, if you're, yeah, yeah. you, you're cross-eyed a... like me, just being able to rock with what is. You know, if you're five foot one, which I've worked with guys who are just being able to rock with what is like, it's it's just it is what it is. And whatever you decide to make of that is how it's going to impact your interactions in that space. And also in just in everyday life, like whatever you make of it is going to make it what it is. Yeah, I think that's a more kind of specific way of saying, you know, think that you're the shit. That's more of a way of uh, like a, a better way of describing it, because that's kind of what I'm saying is, you know, whether you're the guy that has a little bit of a lazy eye or the super short guy, whatever it may be, um, just own it. I remember being very, very skinny and I would always even brag about it and be like, yeah, dude, I'm skinny as fuck, you know, like, um, and I didn't let that affect my confidence. Um, and you know, especially when you're talking to girls, like you want to show that you are fully okay with yourself and even kind of proud of it so um i get what you're saying there and i th i like that way of describing it better just rocking with what you have so and the deeper part of that before we dive into like more dating stuff sure even though this is very very relevant to dating stuff because this is like a big part of what i taught for up until two months ago when i stopped teaching uh was just the authenticity and also like both with others and with yourself um there's there's a like you can't just overcome a trauma by saying I'm okay with it verbally out loud, right? The way that you overcome like certain insecurities, certain traumas is A, by building like a lifestyle congruent to what you want to achieve, but then B, by doing the inner work necessary to overcome those things. You know, a lot of these guys in the dating pickup space think it's all about like what they call outer game. I don't even believe in game. I don't call it game. I call it dating <laughs> game is such um, a cringy term to me honestly. yeah it's like hey hey do you guys want to go uh approach our targets on uh on b-site we're gonna go get our targets on b-site b-site is the back of the club okay b-site's back of the club all right so on three two one go like like no it's it's ridiculous i've went it's, out with dudes that were like that before that's the game <laughs> you know what i mean um yeah but yeah it's 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 about building that lifestyle congruent to what you want to achieve and what you want to be kind of like the old believe it achievement thing which we could talk a little bit more about later on but then number one which is really important which we're probably not going to dive too deeply into today is just like the inner healing of like insecurities and traumas and i just kind of wanted to mention this because i want if there are guys who are watching this podcast i want you guys to acknowledge the fact that there might be parts of you that are fucked up i don't care if you're really good looking i don't care if you grew up with a wealthy family i don't care if you've had a mass amount of insecurities like me where you had a lazy eye and you had like a really bad cystic acne on your body like I had and like had a fucked up childhood whichever spectrum you come from if you do have some kind of like internal dissonance when you're communicating with women it's not because your game isn't good enough your game isn't good enough it's because you yourself probably are missing something with it right there's a level where because if you're really confident you'll get results with women even if you suck at game like you'll get results. It might not be consistent, yeah. <laughs> but eventually you'll you'll pick up on it. But the the bigger thing there is just really realizing that there's a lot of inner shit probably going on, and you got to work on that. So I'm not going to talk too much about that today, unless Dylan, you want to talk about that later. But that's just a really important thing that we don't talk about enough is like a mental and emotional health in the dating community. It's really really important. 
Yeah, dude. I'm actually really glad you mentioned that because I'll just be open and honest with everybody listening to this. Um, for the longest time, for me, my self-esteem kind of took a nosedive. And um, a part of that without getting too far into it is uh, I had a kind of eh, interesting, not very good relationship with uh, parents and where I was at in life. And that got to me, that affected me as well as um, I've gone through multiple breakups now for um, for not being in the right point in my life, as in I still have a lot of debt. Um, I don't make that much money. Uh, I'm still kind of figuring things out for myself. And I really let you know both of those things get to me to the point where I couldn't be confident in myself. And I remember going on like Tinder dates with girls or whatever um, and sitting down at, <laughs> at the dinner at the dinner table having having dinner with them and kind of just being like yeah you know i'm kind of you know depressed and poor and i just act and you're like a good looking guy and so and you're a good looking guy which is the interesting thing because a lot of guys will look at you not as a compliment but like objectively you're a good looking guy and a lot of guys will look at you and think yeah. oh he automatically would have success with women but there was a point in your life where good looking muscular you know working out keeping yourself healthy but the opposite part of you like the internal part wasn't aligned and that's why you know you're mentioning some of these things but i just wanted to mention that guy yeah that's exactly it too and that that kind of fucked with me a little bit too because i mean without sounding like cocky or whatever like i've always thought that i was <laughs> a little more attractive too and so i kind of relied on my my looks like oh why aren't girls just like wanting to talk to me left and right or why is it that whenever i go to talk to a girl who seems interested in me she get she becomes not interested within like five minutes of talking to me well i had internal stuff that i wasn't addressing and you know girls are more attracted to confidence in men than they are a guy's looks like guys are definitely more visual when it comes to dating and girls off the bat are more into confidence would you agree yeah and uh in nlp and like hypnosis they call it analog versus dialogue uh analog is basically like turning things on like a like from completely pitch black it's like little dim little dim little bit brighter 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 all the way on which is what men are and then women are i mean uh which is what women are and men are kind of just like a light switch <laughs> we see something exactly. and we like it or we don't basically yeah that's pretty much exactly how it goes so I don't know, to me, for the longest time, I had that disconnect within myself because um, there were deep-rooted issues that I wasn't addressing, which I've been addressing recently and feeling a lot more confident about myself, a lot more good about where I'm at. And I'm not ashamed of who I am anymore. And uh, I just, for the longest time, I suffered with that. So definitely a great point to bring up just starting out, even talking about this, is addressing the things within yourself. So, 100%. Anyway. Um, yeah, let's start talking about some dating stuff. Throw something at me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, how about you just kind of tell me your origins? Like, where did you first kind of hear about um, dating coaches <clears throat> or, you know, I even kind of I even kind of find this term a little cringy, too. But like pick up, um, where did you first start with all that? Yeah, so I was an extremely lonely failure of a 15 year old kid when it came to dating and women and I was like, not to be vulgar or anything like that, but I craved like affection and attention. Um, maybe because, I mean, not maybe, probably because like my upbringing <laughs> and I didn't have like a lot of yeah. uh, social <laughs> awareness and like um, that kind of like, I mean, as humans, we need connection. You know what I mean? And I was just like so deprived of connection my entire childhood. 
whether it was from friends or family or like, uh, you know, my environment, I just didn't have that. And I craved it so badly. And then, you know, obviously high school hormones start popping up. You're attracted to girls. I was just like this needy, like I would literally, hey, do you want to go on a date with me? <laughs> like kind of guy, you know what I mean? Or I would just like, it was either <laughs> yeah, like yeah. super creepy or I was just so terrified that I wouldn't even go talk to them. Right. Um, I would have some success yeah. here and there with women because, uh, you know, I, I did have like this dumb confidence about myself. Um, it was just based on like in middle school, I, I started up and ran like a uh, news network in my middle school. Like we would make like a news program. And then high school, I, you know, played sports and stuff like that. And I was pretty healthy. I was in good shape. So again, it was kind of like you where I would be able to kind of get my foot in the door, but because I was so internally messed up, there was no, there was no, no, nothing would happen. Even 15, 16 year old girls know that, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? They pick up on it. Yep. So to answer your question, like where I got my start, um, I was, I was just telling you a story the other day. I was just hanging out in the hallway, going to English class in my sophomore year of high school. And I was friends with a senior of mine. Uh, I mean, the, the senior kid in my high school. And, you know, we were I was going to class and as he was going to the bathroom or passing by, it, we had like this perfect moment because I was just about to walk into the classroom and he pulled me aside and he was like, hey, dude, you got to watch this video about talking to girls. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he pulled up this video and it was RSD Tyler and RSD Julian making a video together, walking down the streets of L.A., just talking about women. And I remember like yep. going home and watching that video and I stayed up until like four o'clock in the morning, just video after video after video after video, just like falling down this rabbit hole. Like, holy shit, this is possible. I can actually talk to women. So that was my introduction to it. It was just literally by chance. And I actually messaged this guy about two years ago and I was like, hey, dude, you changed my life. And he was like, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> and I was like, you showed me that video. <laughs> he didn't even remember. Yeah, he probably doesn't even remember it because to him it wasn't significant. But to me, it literally changed the course of my life. Dude, it's so funny you bring that up because that's actually where I got started too is um, <clears throat> I was kind of at one of the lower points in my life and um, newly single off of a breakup at the time. And I was trying to figure out, you know, like, holy shit, I've been in a relationship for like almost five years. Like, and, and when I started that relationship, I was like 20, maybe, maybe 19. I don't quite remember. Uh, I was about 2021. 20, anyway, um, I was like, how do I talk to girls? <laughs> it's like, I've never done this before. Um, I've never actually had to go out, you know, in a drinking establishment and, or <laughs> wherever, even in public, because, you know, you can do, you can interact with girls anywhere. I've never had to, you know, figure out how to talk to girls. I've always just had a social circle, but at the time I was living in a different city, which was St. Louis. I'm from Kansas. And I didn't know what to do. So I found the RSD guys. And for those of you that don't know, they're uh, kind of like a dating coach company called Real Social Dynamics. They just go by RSD. And there's like RSD Tyler, RSD Julian, RSD Max, RSD I don't Madison, know, Madison, all, Jeffy, Madison, uh, yeah. Uh, all of them. Yeah. Mm hmm. So there are a whole crew of these guys that do um, dating or pickup. Um, and Used some of the first videos that I discovered, they don't do that anymore. I mean, not really. They uh, they shifted into like personal development, and Julian like does death meditations oh. with people all day. And <laughs> I was gonna but, say I haven't yeah. watched them in years, but 
that's where I started with. And I remember one of the first videos I came across was what they call an infield video where they're like, they bring like a hidden camera in to like a bar or something. And, and like these goofs are just like, what's up? What's your name? And like, they're like spinning girls around and like interacting with them. And that's where I was like, whoa, these dudes are just going for it. And, <laughs> and I had the same kind of experience. So I stayed up and binge watched <clears throat> and like tried to learn as much as I could. And I became kind of obsessed. And um, I even joined like a local group of guys there in St. Louis that were literally just trying to learn how to talk to girls and we would go out together. Just these random dudes I never met in my life. We would go out and it was a whole thing. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, uh, a little tip for anybody who ever wants to learn something, uh, anything. If you have like a recorded video or recording, like a, a sound recording of something, if you listen to that same thing every single night for like a year, you will subconsciously pick up so much shit. And how I can tell you this is because I uh, every single night for about a year and a half, I kid you not, every single night for about a year and a half, I put on an RSD uh, free tour video. They don't have them up anymore because they took it down because of YouTube censorship. But uh, I put on an RSD free tour video and I would put it on as I went to sleep. And I would listen to maybe the first 10, 15 minutes of it and then I would fall asleep. And I did, I listened to easily, easily over they had maybe like, I don't know, 50, 60 videos on that channel that were like really good. I listened to those 50, 60 videos maybe freaking 10, 20 times over the course of like all the time that I would listen to it and just keep it. And then I'd be on the train, I'd be listening to it. I'd be on the bus, I'd be listening to it. I'd be taking walks, I'd be listening to it. Just like letting that shit seep into my unconscious. And mm. also I would like consciously pay attention to it as well. But like I would just continue letting that like run in my ears and whatever you look for, you will find. You know what I mean? So that's true in everything in life. And the more that I listened to it, the more I started noticing things. And that's why I became the pimp daddy double G God of dating coaching. <laughs> that's what I hear <laughs> on the streets anyway. So yeah, dude, very true though. Um, and, and I, I kind of did the same thing. Um, just any of my, any of my spare time was taken up just listening to that stuff and trying to absorb, um, they they break things down you know into different sections like there's like text game there's like verbal game there's like non-verbal game there's you know going out at bars going out in public going out in the grocery store you know and and they break it down into all these separate areas and um i gotta say before we continue talking uh too far there may be some of you listening to this uh that are kind of cringing at us talking about this stuff. And um, to me, I cringed a little bit whenever I was first learning about it too, because I saw these guys as, I don't know, maybe these guys are like tricksters or like scummy or sleazy or something like, oh, they're gonna play mind games on girls until they can go. They're have gonna manipulate them. They're, yeah. gonna, they're gonna make them do things they don't wanna do. Shut the fuck up. If you really think so low of women that they can be easily manipulated by some guy who learned some lines online, then you're an asshole and a sexist. Anybody who thinks that women can be easily manipulated by men who learn some pickup lines, you are an asshole and or a sexist. I genuinely believe that. And mind you, I don't believe in the pickup stuff. You know that. Like I'm, we'll talk more about my beliefs in dating coaching and like what I yeah. focus my attention around when it comes to that stuff. But um, yeah, I love when guys are like, oh, they're they're manipulating these women. They're forcing them to do things they don't want to do. Yeah, that's called rape and they should be arrested and put in prison. 
Otherwise, it's called consensual conversations yeah. where people are having fun and enjoying themselves, and you're just upset because you can't get the same results. Exactly. That's what I was kind of leaning towards is um, these, like, some of the stuff these guys do, you know, some of them are, like, trying to take girls home for, like, sexual stuff. <clears throat> some of them are just trying to talk to girls. You're welcome to explore whatever aspect of that you want as a guy. Um, but for me, I really just, at the root of it, the majority of the guys that watch these videos really just want to learn how to actually interact with a woman in the right way because obviously like myself i was not doing it in the right way because i would start talking to a girl and they would lose interest within five minutes i couldn't find myself a girl i just really wanted someone to like go out on some dates with and maybe eventually become a girlfriend i wasn't necessarily looking for like a hookup situation so it's all up to whatever like the the guy would want but you know they're the whole point of this is whenever someone talks about pickup or game or something, those terms are kind of cringy, but at the end of the day, it's just guys wanting to learn how to better themselves and to interact with girls in the way that girls want guys to, instead of being yeah. awkward and weird, like girls want guys to be able to talk like this and to, to interact with them in the right way, you know? And I will say there are some, just to, just to clarify, uh, there are some shitty, pickup guys out there i mean of course there are there's some shitty doctors there's some shitty lawyers there's some shitty everything right um yeah, there are some exactly. guys who will teach like to verbally abuse emotionally distressed women which is disgusting it's really gross mm -hmm. to make them attracted to you which psychologically actually will work in a lot of cases um because it's yeah. it's it's anyways without going too deep down that rabbit hole it's something that could work in some situations yeah. and it's it's just not appropriate it's completely inappropriate it's disgusting right um, but at the end of the day, exactly what you said, like 99.99% of the guys that I've ever met in this community started because they just wanted to find someone who could love them for who they are and who could they could like go on dates with and like have coffee with and talk to and cuddle yeah. and have great sex and and be in a relationship with. Right. Very few guys get into the whole pickup dating space because they want to go fuck a lot of women. Very few do. And even if those guys do get into the space because saying. of that, that's their prerogative. Like, I know it might not seem, it, it's exactly. not a mainstream that's thing all. to say. It's not a mainstream thing to say. It's not like uh, socially appropriate to say, but if they want to go fuck a lot of women and a lot of women want to have sex with them as well, and it's consensual, who cares? Why is that your place to judge them? That's what their choice is. And that's what the women's choice is too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. As long as you're doing it from an ethically responsible place, what is, what is the problem? Does that make sense? Exactly. You know, that, that makes perfect sense. That's all I'm trying to say is not every guy that, you know, explores dating, coaching or pickup is out to just have sex. Like a lot of these guys are just kind of socially unaware a little bit and they need a little help. And that's really all it is. And yeah, obviously, if a man and woman are consenting and they and they're down for that, that's their prerogative, too, like you said. But I just think it's that sad kind that of we like, live in a society where we have to judge women for wanting to have sex with men. It's That's also sad. yeah. That is, is also very sad. I think girls get shamed for it a lot more than guys. Guys get celebrated whenever they hook up. Girls get shamed whenever they hook up. So, eh. and they're both wrong. It shouldn't be celebrated when a guy has sex. He's enjoying no. himself with a woman who he's attracted to, who also wants to have sex with him. And women should be able to go have sex with whoever they want without being called a slut or a whore because they had sex with like three guys. I, I love this analogy. I heard this actually from RSD Tyler many years ago, about eight years ago. Um, <laughs> it was basically, it might have been eight years, maybe like six years, something like that. But anyways, um, he basically said, he was like, dude, do you realize how many 
women you would have sex with if you could have sex with whatever woman you want. Now that's what a hot girl's experience of life is. Every single night she goes out, there are millions of dicks trying to be jammed inside of her. And she might choose one guy to go home with that night, if any. And she's called a slut. Like what? That's so dumb. That's so dumb. Out of the hundreds of thousands of millions of guys that she could just volunteer herself to, right? She's, She's having sex with, let's say a thousand guys. And what? And what? Let's say 10,000 guys. And what? Do you know, for you guys watching, any of you men watching, if you are single, let me ask you a question. If you could just go have sex with like 85% of the female population, you would be having sex like five times a day. Am I wrong? <laughs> You'd be having sex with like five different women a day, right? So it's, it's, it's just a funny analogy, but it's true. Like, it's really sad that we have to live in that society where women are shamed. Um, I just to segue into a quick story and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you ask a question. Um, it's related really? to this. Um, I remember I would coach guys in New York City. Like I would take guys out and like I'd be coaching them on social, uh, you know, social interactions and dating and things of that nature. We'd go out and, you know, it would happen every so often where I would take a guy to a heavily populated area. He'd be talking to a girl he was attracted to. They'd be having great interaction and some random what we call um, white knight some random guy who just wants to prove something to himself would come out of nowhere and be like, hey, man, she didn't ask to talk to you, man. She didn't want to talk to you, man. And they were having a great interaction. But now Mm -hmm. all of a sudden the woman starts feeling slut shame because she's like, oh, no, I'm attracted to this guy and people can see that. And now I have to pretend like I'm not to save my own face, like to save my 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 uh, my value. You know, I I have to save face in this interaction. So now she starts backing away and what that guy really did, he didn't save her. He fucked up that interaction for both of them. Cause mm-hmm. maybe they could have gotten married for all this guy knows. Literally, yeah, they could've. They could've, they could've, they could've been meant to be. Like, I don't know if you believe in this. I don't necessarily believe in it. Um, my girlfriend gets mad at me cause I don't believe in it, but <laughs> I don't believe in like soulmates. You know what I mean? Me I neither. believe people become soulmates over time. We grow, we learn, we love each other. We, we, we adjust and grow together. And that's how you become quote unquote soulmates. But there's no such thing as a yeah. soulmate out there in the world for you. You know what I mean? But if we, let's just take that analogy. Let's just say there is soulmates. This guy just fucked up that whole thing. It, they could have been married. They could have had kids. That kid could have cured cancer. Yep. He just ruined society forever. <laughs> you know, um, and yeah, there are situations and this is obviously where, a guy that didn't understand. So, yeah, and there are situations where, like, as not men but as human beings, we should get involved. If there's a woman who's in an uncomfortable interaction who doesn't want to be right. That's obvious. Like, that's I I I, I, I yeah. find it absurd that I have to say this even as a dating coach. Like, obviously. There are interactions like when I would coach guys, I'd be like, dude, if she's uncomfortable, leave. Like, if have the yeah, social absolutely. awareness to just dip out of there, she even looks mildly uncomfortable because it's not your job to fuck up her day. It's your job to whether you get a positive result or not to make sure you both leave the interaction having a positive experience. Right? Um, that was a thing exactly, that I would teach guys. Exactly. I'd be like, listen, it's not about the end result. It's like just make sure you guys leave that interaction with a positive experience. You know? But if she's not, leave. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. And that's what that white knight didn't understand is like he he obviously doesn't, you know, know how to talk to girls himself. He obviously can't read whenever a girl is having a negative interaction versus a positive one. I think any girl that gets approached on the street is going to have like a hint of like, oh, who like 
like a hint of hesitance, of but that's natural for even the guy. Mm. The guy has to overcome that to even go talk to her. So if she's visibly like, leave me alone, leave me alone, that's one thing. But if she's just like a little nervous because someone came up to talk to her and they're they're opening up the door and they're they're getting used to each other and they're about to start a conversation. Yeah, that guy definitely like screwed that whole thing from possibly happening. So that that white knight guy obviously thought he was doing something, but he he doesn't understand social interactions in the way that maybe people that are able to go talk to girls on the street do, you know? And the funny thing is too, like as soon as, uh, I, I, this didn't happen in this specific situation, but I've seen it happen plenty of times before where as soon as the white knight like interrupts and stops the interaction from happening, he'll jump in, he'll be like, hey, so everything okay with you? Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I just okay? want to make sure you were you, good. I just want to make sure you're all right. Uh, do you want to go grab some coffee? <laughs> you want to go grab some coffee? Like, exactly. It's so, it's so funny, man. I love it. Oh, um. <laughs> I should probably read off our sponsors real quick. So let's get into that. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, it's what I use to distribute this very podcast. They've got tools to edit your podcast, whether you're on the go on your phone or at home at your computer. They got you covered. They distribute to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all major podcast platforms. They'll put them there for you. It's so easy. It's so simple. Like I said, it's what I use for this podcast. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, really. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started and put your podcast out there to the people. Be heard, you know? Download the free Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started today. Today's episode is also sponsored by Left Out Apparel. Uh, they're really sick music, tattoo-inspired designs. Uh, the only way for you to see how sick Left Out Apparel is is to go to their website or their Instagram and check them out. That's lftoutapparel.com or lftout on Instagram. Check out their new Weather the Storm drop. I just got one the other day. I got one of the shirts. Uh, it's in my closet. I wore it on one of my other podcasts, though. Uh, super sick. You can get free shipping on orders over $75. And right now, they're actually doing 15% off if you use the code IAMLEFTOUT. That's I-A-M-L-F-T-O-U-T to get 15% off your first purchase at leftoutapparel.com. Again, that's L-F-T-O-U-T, apparel.com. Use code I-A-M-L-F-T-O-U-T for 15% off your order today. Go check them out. They're alternative designs with positive vibes. Leftoutapparel.com. All right, back to talking about uh, some of the dating stuff. Um, what would you say is the number one thing that is the missing ingredient when guys are interacting with girls? Like what do girls look for? What, what do they want a guy to do in an interaction? Congruence. So, uh, a big part, like the branding that I used for myself when I was coaching was attract women authentically. Um, I guess a better name might've been attract women congruently, but that didn't sound as cool. So. (laughs) (laughs) but attract women authentically just being able to shamelessly and unabashedly be who you are and who you are in that moment Um, what I would teach guys and you guys watching this can go use this Uh, I actually told this to you the other day when me and you were talking about some of this stuff but this is like literally one of the most foundational pieces of content that guys paid me thousands of dollars to hear me say over and over and over again all right you ready Uh, let's cook up a storm Free value. Let's hear it. If you're feeling nervous, you're feeling anxious, you're not feeling confident, you're feeling intimidated, and you see a super attractive girl that you want to go talk to, this is what you do. Walk up to her and say, hi, my name is Sean. 
I wanted to come talk to you because I thought you were super attractive and I am feeling extremely anxious, nervous, and not confident right now. What's your name? I love it. I and just own it. that shit, right? A lot of guys think they have to have like this super confident, uh, you know, this, this like put on this suit, like the Superman suit, right? They feel like they got to put on like the superhero outfit before they go on, not literally, but they feel like they got to like put on this facade before they go out there. They have to always be on point. They have to always be confident. They have to always be like this super loud, deep voiced, attractive male, like this alpha male. No, fuck that. The, what women really look for is congruency. What women really look for is mm -hmm. authenticity. Now, are they also attracted to confidence? Of course they are. <laughs> are they also attracted to guys who can prove to be, uh, you know, the kind of guy who says what he wants and, and desires? Of course they are, right? But at the end of the day, like what's, what yeah. being congruent and authentic shows is that you are confident. If you can walk up to a really attractive girl and just say, hey, like I'm super nervous, I'm super anxious, I, I'm, I feel really awkward doing this, but I find you super attractive and I had to come say hi to you, right? That's, and you can, you don't have to say it like I just said it, like I just said it confidently because we're on a podcast. But if you're like, hey, I'm really yeah. uncomfortable right now, super nervous, and you're like shaking in your boots. What I've seen is like 95% of the time, the girl will be like, oh my God, you're so cute. No, it's totally okay. My name is yep. Ashley. Nice to meet you. Yep. You know, they're not going to look at you and be like, Dude. fucking poor excuse for a man. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what exactly. so many guys think is going to happen. They think that that's dude. like some, what's, it's like, no, dude, just be authentic. Be congruent to how you're feeling. If you're feeling confident, mm -hmm. be confident. Um, there are so many things that I would teach guys and I can give you, uh, you mind if I drop like two quick tips? Do it, man. That's why no, you're here. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, I just, I don't know if you have some other questions you want to hop on, but like two quick tips. And this actually comes from, uh, the Grinder model in neuro-linguistic programming is, uh, what if, and, and Tony Robbins teaches us too. Tony Robbins stole everything from NLP. <laughs> I love him. He's my dad, but <laughs> he stole everything from NLP and hypnotherapy. But, um, anyways, uh, and he made it better, but he did steal the foundations. Um, Anyways, so this comes from what's called the Grinder model, which is basically your state and your well, your performance is affected by your state, right? Your state mm -hmm. is affected by a, a couple of things, but the two most important things or the two things that you can do uh, rapidly change, change your state, therefore your performance is your breathing and your physiology. So if you're walking up to okay. a woman and you're all like this and you're like hunchback and your arms crossed and you're like, uh, hey, I just wanted to, 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 to talk to you. Like, try it, Dylan, I want you to try this. Like, I want you to like put yourself like in a really uncomfortable position, cross your arms, put your shoulders all the way up, slouch over a little bit and try to feel confident. Try to feel confident, try to feel confident. How confident can you feel from this position? Like really put yourself in the mindset. You see an attractive girl. Not very. It's pretty hard. And there's a reason for that because your physiology <laughs> affects your state. So the, the reason why yeah. people tell you to sit straight and have your back straight and like puff your chest out, not like this, but like just, you know, have your shoulders back, uh, stand straight, speak from the chest. You know what I mean? I'm not from the chest. Speak from the belly, not from the chest. You know, the reason why we teach <clears throat> these things in dating and also in public speaking and in communication courses and sales courses is because your physiology affects your state. So if you put your, even, it doesn't matter if you're feeling depressed. I mean, not depressed. It doesn't matter if you're feeling anxious, nervous, whatever it might be. If you just stand straighter, like I tell people, pretend that you're confident. How would you stand? 
pretend that you're confident. Pretend that you are feeling like, pretend like you're a fucking superhero. Who is somebody that you admire that you know that's super confident? Maybe a business person, maybe a dating coach. Who's someone that you look up to? How do they stand? How do they walk? How do they inter how do they how do they move their body? Right? Yeah. I tell them, pretend that you're that person. Now pretend that you're not pretending anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a double bind there. I'm like, pretend that, that, pretend that you're confident and then pretend that you're not pretending anymore. Right? Yep. So then they're already in that state. And then also you're breathing. If you're breathing very shallow, how can you be confident? That's not how a confident per person breathes. A confident person breathes deep into their, you know, deep breaths, long breaths, and pushes it out and they feel super confident. They're calm. Confidence is just like a calmness, basically. basically um, yeah. But anyways, the, a lot of that comes <clears throat> from your breathing. So to wrap it up, I know I, I, I'm talking really fast, but I want to try and drop some value bombs. Um, I appreciate that. Your 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 uh, performance is affected by your state, and your state is affected by your physiology and by your breathing. So if you want to perform better <clears throat> and you want to be in a better state, change your breathing and change your physiology to adjust to and to adjust and to adapt what would be beneficial for you in that situation. Yep. And that's how, you know, that's like a really easy foundational thing that you can snap right into feeling a little bit more confident. It's not going to change your life forever, right? Um, there's a that's lot of a different things that we though. need to do to make that happen. But it's a, it's a very easy thing to pick up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love everything that you just dropped there because um, number one, being congruent with who you are in that moment, absolutely key because what women experience so often when guys talk to them or whenever they're around guys in public is a bunch of guys pretending to be something they're not. And it's almost like a trick, um, you know, whenever a guy does that and girls want to know the genuine authentic you, like who is this guy whenever I'm hanging out with him? You know, who is this guy whenever he's not just out here trying to impress me? And so you're actually at an, at an advantage if you can be that guy that's, hey, I'm really nervous right now. Uh, I thought you were really attractive and I'm super nervous to even come talk to you, but I'm going to do it. You've got nothing to lose. You're disarming everything there. You're not putting on a front. You're being as vulnerable as you possibly could be with her. So that is such a leg up. And chances are when you start talking, like you said, she's going to be like, oh, you're really cute. Or she's going to be like, oh, it's OK. No worries. I'm not, I'm nothing to be scared of the conversation yeah. will open up from there in a very genuine way and you're gonna have a lot better chance of connecting with that girl than you would trying to be like what's up um thought you were super cute <laughs> you know just like yeah. if you're not really feeling that way it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna come across fake so yeah what i can say like yeah obviously if you're if you're feeling confident and you're like you know on, you know your state's up your performance is up, you're feeling confident, you're feeling good, and you approach women from that state, you'll get better results, yeah. obviously. Like, obviously, I'm not, these guys are gonna be in your comments, or I've had guys tell me in my videos that I make before, oh, dude, oh, so you're just telling me that if I just, if, if I just go tell women that I'm fucking nervous, that they're gonna fall in love with me? Like, yeah, dude, really? I'm like, <laughs> no, what I'm telling you is that's a better starting place yeah. than being inauthentic just and the fake. starting spot. That's yeah, all that's, that a, that's a starting place. I'm not <laughs> telling you that you're just gonna magically slay pussy <laughs> because you tell women that you're nervous and anxious you know clearly the guy who is more confident and genuinely more confident will probably yeah. get better results than you but it's yeah. a much better starting point and i've seen guys go from that exact place of hey i'm feeling super nervous and uncomfortable to talk to you to having amazing sex with women to having great long-term relationships with women all the way to getting married 
to women. Yep. I've worked with guys in the past who are now married. Literally. So just to give you guys who think this is just like a pickup thing, I've literally worked with guys who are now married. I myself have been in a four and a half year long monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not just about that stuff. But anyways, yeah, I just I get a kick out of that. Like, oh, dude, yeah. oh, you just tell me to be <laughs> honest and tell them that I'm feeling nervous. It's like no, yeah. I, I am telling you that, but I'm not saying that you're going to be better than the guy who's confident. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that's the whole thing is attraction <laughs> continues throughout the relationship as well. Like you and your current partner, um, you have to keep her attracted. You have to keep doing things that, you know, keep her happy within the relationship and you know this applies whether you're just going out trying to have a hookup whether you're trying to find a girlfriend whether you have a girlfriend whether you're married it always continues on throughout the lifetime of your relationship and that's where some of my relationships have failed in the past i see now is that i wasn't doing the right things to attract these women even after i was with them for a long time i couldn't i couldn't keep them because i wasn't doing the right things and i've learned from that so let that be a lesson to you that are listening to this podcast in a relationship already, it continues on. So, yeah. And one last thing I want to drop on that on that topic is um, I remember a long time ago I was listening to a podcast between Ed Milet and Marshall Silver, and uh, Marshall Silver is like some like influence guy. I think he's like a stage hypnotist or some shit like that. Um, but long story short, he was like, yeah, I hypnotized my wife when we first met and, you know, people gave me so much shit for that. And they were like, oh, so you just manipulated her and all this stuff. That's a whole different thing. We're not going to dive into that. But one thing that was interesting was what he said after that was by doing that process, I allowed us to both be completely ourselves with each other versus what happens 99% of the time, which is why we have a 50 something percent divorce rate is people send their representatives to interactions. Right. So it's not really going to be Sean and Hannah talking to each other. It's going to be Sean A and Hannah A. Mm -hmm. Right. It's going to be who <laughs> Sean A thinks Hannah A wants me to be. Exactly. And I'm going to be that person instead of just being me. And she's going to be someone totally different than because she, she wants to impress Sean as well. But she's going to send Hannah A to kind of be that representative instead of just being herself. Right. And we do this all the time. That's that's it's it's sad. It's unfortunate. But you have a higher chance of opening a business nowadays. Not I don't know the exact numbers, but I mean, we have like a 70, 60, 70 percent uh, failure rate of businesses over three years. And you have a pretty close chance of succeeding in business than you do of getting divorced. Yep. That's crazy. Pretty wild. That's insane. Yep. So if anything, it's more important to make sure that you're on point with your uh, interactions with women uh, if you're in a relationship, because obviously that's a little more important than just, you know, a hookup or, or something like that. We're, we're wanting to keep our relationships, ideally. I mean, we do live in a society where there's, um, you know, not just monogamous relationships, but open relationships, uh, relationships where we're seeing multiple people. So, you know, it does, what, whatever you're into, this will always apply. Um, I'm thinking obviously more in terms of monogamy because that's how I do relationships. I think that's how you do relationships, but it applies to even, you know, people who are in open relationships or things like that. Keeping that person who's important to you in your life and attracted to you in the right way is always important. So a hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. It's, um, it's foundational, you know, it's foundational about like keeping someone attracted to you is having strong boundaries. Keeping yeah. someone attracted to you is <clears throat> continuing to be the man or woman that you were when they first met, but also evolving. You know what I mean? If we're not growing, we're dying. So 
yes, dynamic, like, and this is why so many people also get divorced and so many relationships that could have been great end is because they see change in another person and they don't realize like life is all change. Yeah. Like that's all, that's all life is. If we're like literally the expression, if we're not growing, we're dying is so true. Yeah. Right. There is no stagnation. It's kind of like the entrepreneurial quote. Like uh, if you're climbing, like it's like climbing a muddy mountain. You know what I mean? There's no such thing as staying at the top. You have to continue every single day to climb that mountain or, you know, rent is due every single day, whatever corny fucking quote you want to use. But the same thing applies to life. Like every day we have to be growing. If we're not growing, we're literally dying. Yep. We're literally allowing everything that we've worked for to just fade away. So that's already happened to me one time in my life. And that's kind of like, it's funny you say that if you're not growing, you're dying because the the kind of the way that I came up with the name of this podcast in a way was like, um, like there was a phrase that I <clears throat> of a YouTuber that I watched uh, called that says uh, inaction is a slow death and I was thinking to myself well I never want to be dead then, and so that's where never dead podcast came from. But in in this same regard, it also replies you know you you never want to be dead by not allowing change and not allowing yourself to continue to fight every day for whatever it is you want. Yeah, and, and the thing that people are so scared of is like, well, what if I change and they don't love me anymore? Well, if they change and they don't love you anymore, then you just weren't meant to be, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, we it's important that people understand that shit happens. You know, sometimes you're going to think that something's perfect and it's exactly as it's <laughs> supposed to be, but things are exactly as they're supposed to be. So if it doesn't work, it wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many people who get hung up on exes or people who get hung up on past careers or past jobs, or they ident- their identity becomes dating coach. Their identity becomes, um, you know, sales per- successful business owner, or successful salesperson, or successful mom, right? Or successful dad, or their identity becomes black or white or Hispanic. Their identity becomes, I went to this college or this university. Their identity becomes all these things, but that's not who you are. Yeah. Those are things that you've done and experienced in your life. Who you are is totally separate from all of those things, right? And people struggle to understand that. And that's why they get so hung up on being afraid of change when change is actually such a positive thing, right? And if things don't work out, then I mean, yeah, it's okay to be sad about it. I'm not telling you to be like, oh, things didn't work out. I'm fuck it, whatever. I'm okay. Like, no, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to reflect, right? But what it's not okay to do is to dwell in the past facts dude and that's exactly excuse me that's exactly something that i went through over the course of the last year or two is for the longest time my identity was um musician i was doing bands for the longest Mm -hmm. time and that was like my thing uh i wasn't going to school or anything like i was just working restaurant jobs and so like anytime i was in a band that was my purpose that was who i was and so whenever music stopped being a part of my life like three or four years ago I was so, so lost and I didn't know how to let go of that. I didn't know how to move forward. I I was searching for so long, like, what am I? Who am I? What is my purpose? Uh, what is my thing? Like, wh- who am I? And I wasn't open to just seeing what happens whenever I take a chance on, you know, changing that. I, I was kind of clinging on to my past self. So that's huge. That was a big mental hurdle. And I probably have friends listening to this who I even had phone conversations with like, Oh, I'm having kind of like an identity crisis. I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know what it is. Well, 
that's the thing is that I was missing is I wasn't open to change. I wasn't open to taking chances and just seeing where the future takes me, letting go of where I was and embracing who I could be by, you know, taking chances, doing things different than I used to. So it's a good point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, another quick thing that I could just drop, which will really help anybody, maybe even you, if you don't know about this, drop it. Um, it's, we have this thing called the reticular activating system, which is basically, it's your RAS. It's basically whatever you focus on is what you're going to see more often. So an example I can give you guys, um, have you ever had a friend talk about like a type of car or, you know, um, talk about like a, a store that you've never heard of before or a type of clothing or a type of shoe or anything of that nature, a book or a food. And then all of a sudden you start seeing so much more of that thing. Yep. Right. So an example was like this, uh, this girl that I was talking to recently told me like she drives an Alfa Romeo. I've never heard of this car in my life. I've never even, I didn't even know it existed. Right. And she was telling me about it and I was like, oh, I've never heard of that. And then for the next week and a half, I was like, where are all these fucking Alfa Romeo cars coming from? I passed by like an Alfa Romeo dealership. I saw all these different cars. I was like, what the fuck? Where are all these? It's my reticular activating system mm -hmm. coming into play. Right. So you can use the power of the RAS, the reticular activating system to get things you want. Right. So that's just it becoming unconscious. She said that to me. We we're talking about it. It went right into my fucking unconscious and I just started noticing it everywhere. Yep. But you can also consciously throw things positively into your RAS and start getting positive outcomes. So this is why journaling is important. This is why writing down your goals and reviewing your goals daily is important. This is why meditating and visualizing can be a really helpful tool. Yep. This is why positive self-talk is so important because what you look for is what you will find, right? So if every day you're, you're, you're thinking about negative stuff, right? Let's just say you wake up and you're like, oh fuck, I got to go to my shitty job to go work this shitty shift to go be around shitty people. I mean, that's exactly how you're gonna, did you know, like I didn't even do this consciously. Did you notice how I started to slump over? Yeah. Like it was just, it was, it affected my physiology, right? Mm -hmm. Like literally just thinking about negative stuff throws me into this negative state, right? So I'm gonna shake that shit off because I'm not a negative person, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you can utilize your RAS to get positive outcomes. So if you just change the way that you talk about things and the way you talk to yourself and the way you talk to other people. If when somebody asks you, how's your day going? And you used to say, oh, my day's okay. If you just start saying my day is fucking awesome, even if your day is not great. If you just start changing the way you see the world, it's huge. you will have so much more of an impact on your future and your path. Right. And this is how I, I taught clients to attract women. This is how I taught clients to break out of uh, ruts. This is how I taught clients to break free from like social anxieties by choosing, by teaching them what to focus on. One more dating thing that I can relate to this because today's podcast is about dating is a lot of guys are scared to, to go talk to women because they're scared of their reaction. Yep. Right. They're scared of how the women are going to react. They're scared. Oh, she's going to kick me in the ball. She's going to slap me. She's going to scream. She's going to tell me to fuck off. Uh, you know, whatever their minds conjure up. Right. And, you know, the way that you could break free of something like that is a proving to your brain it's wrong. So by actually doing the thing, but then also changing the way that changing the feedback that you give to your brain, asking them, like, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? Oh, she might kick me in the balls. OK, you got kicked in the balls. Congratulations. What's next? Mm -hmm. Right. So like really and, and not just that, like asking those like obviously meta questions, like high level questions, but also saying, like, dude, what if you just changed the way you thought about it? What if you changed the way you thought about going to talk to her? Like, let me, I, I would ask my clients this. 
what if you had $1,000 to give away for free? What if you were Mr. Beast? What if you had like $1,000 or $10,000 and you were going to just go give that girl $10,000? Don't you think she would want to talk to you? Would you just not go talk to her? Would you just be a selfish cunt and not go talk to her? I would ask them that. I'd be like, I'd be like, dude, would you just be a fucking selfish asshole? Would you just take that money and not go talk to her because you're nervous? He's like, well, no, because I have some kind of value to give to her. I'm like, boom. Nailed it. Boom. You fucking nailed it. You are the value. Yep. Right? And with some, like, sometimes, obviously, there's more depth. I'd have to work with some guys on certain things because that won't just instantly change somebody sometimes. But sometimes I'll tell a guy that they'll be like, Oh, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah. You know, and one more quick example I'll give to you. Sure. Um, the other day I was going to get coffee and uh, breakfast with my girlfriend. And there's this homeless guy, apparently. I didn't know this. This is the backstory. But there's this homeless guy she sees there all the time who fucking yells at people, is always in a bad mood, throws things at people, is always in like just one of those like destructive homeless guys, right? And I was in a great mood. I walked out of my car and he was standing there and I was like, hey man, good morning. And he looked at me, he was like, hey dude, good morning. How's your day going? I was like, my day's going good. How's your day going? And he was like, great. I was like, do you want something for breakfast? And he goes, nah, I'm okay, man. And I came, I went to get my breakfast. I came out, I came and I, I passed by. I was like, dude, have a good day. Fist pounded him, sat in my car. And my girlfriend looked at me, she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what happened? And she goes, dude, that guy like almost stabbed someone two days ago. I was like, really? She goes, yeah, he's always yelling. He's always in a bad mood. And I was like, I just, because I assumed it was going to be a positive experience because I I had that, uh, my RAS was just focused on positive, 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 because I was yep. just looking at it as, oh, this is just another dude. I'm just going to brighten his day. Mm-hmm. He responded in a positive, in a positive way, way because I expected a positive outcome. Now, if I would have walked out of my car and my girlfriend told me this beforehand, right? She would have been like, oh, that guy almost stabbed someone the other day. I probably would have gotten out of my car and been like all anxious and nervous and like really weird. And he probably would have been weird and had felt that negative energy. And he probably would have responded negatively. Yeah. Right. So we get what we look for. So true, dude. It's so, so true. Yep. So anyone out there who has an issue maybe with approach anxiety or something like that, just know that you do bring value and that you shouldn't bring scare, be scared and whatever you're coming to the table with is the way things will come out on the other end, if that makes sense. I'm kind of stumbling over my words here a little bit, but- uh, Shit might still happen. Like you might still get a negative response if you're a positive Peter. It can happen. There's gonna be, there's gonna be negative Nellies out there, right? And on top of that, it just, she just might not want to talk to you. That's her right, that's her prerogative. But you get what you look for. Cause if if you, if you, one last thing to tie it, put a little bow on it. Even if you get quote unquote rejected, Right. Even if you get quote unquote rejected, if you just look at that quote unquote rejection as, oh, that's so great that I didn't waste any more time and she didn't waste any more time because we're just not meant to be in the first place. That's a positive thing. If you just look at it as like, oh, that was my first interaction. Exactly. That was exactly how many guys I I used to ask my clients who would be super, you know, they'd get a rejection, quote unquote, um, even though there's no such thing as failure, only learning. Right. But I would ask him, I'd be like, okay, so what's going on? Oh, she rejected me, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, how many guys have the balls to go walk up to a solid, beautiful, attractive woman and go express how they feel to them? How many guys have the balls to do that? And like, oh, you know, you're right. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) That's exactly how my last relationship started was I was at work and I was serving this girl. And on the way out the door, I walked up and I had my number on a piece of paper. I was like, Mm. I just thought you were really attractive and I would like to get to know you more if you are. 
if you want to. And I handed her my number and she was like, oh, thanks. And then she left and texted me five minutes later and it led to an almost year long relationship that was really awesome, I would say for the most part. So, you know, um, and, and, and she cited that too. She was like, I just like that you had the balls to come up to me. Like so many guys are just scared to talk to girls and you just didn't care and you were confident. And I was like, cool. <laughs> yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, the, like the, the negative side, she says, fuck off. You know, she rejects you. Okay, cool. Wow. Be positive about it. Number one, uh, you you overcame your approach anxiety. You got out of your comfort zone. You're you're getting more used to interacting with girls. On the other hand, could be your life lifelong wife. Who knows? You could get in yeah. a relationship and marry the woman and be with her forever. So yeah. benefits, uh, negatives, like there's just we're all driven. We're all driven by either extreme pleasure or extreme pain. Uh, those are the two driving factors of all, all of the things that we do in our lives. We're either to gain pleasure or to avoid pain. And I try my best with clients that I, well, when I was working in, in dating coaching, I would try really hard. Try is a bad word. Try implies failure. I would work with my clients to get them to a point where they would start seeing the world differently with their RES, use all the things I talk about, physiology, breathing, all the other stuff, positive reinforcements, all that good stuff. But also to get them to a point where they could just be. You know what I mean? Just be there. Realize that exactly what you said, like, what's the worst thing that could happen? This could be the future mother of my kids, right? <laughs> so worst thing, and then also this could literally be the future mother of my kids. Or this yep. could be one of the many partners I'm going to have in my lifetime, but I can make sure that not only do I have a great time, but you know, we have an awesome interaction together. Maybe we sleep together. Maybe we don't. Maybe we go out together. Maybe we don't. Maybe we never talk again. But at the end of the day, I want to make her smile, make sure she goes home and tells her friends. Like I would tell all my clients and everybody watching should do the same thing. If you're into talking to women or if you're trying to improve your dating life, whatever it might be. Uh, and just in general, everyday life. Try to be the kind of person, or fuck try. I keep saying try. I got to stop doing that. Um, be the kind <laughs> of person who inspires others to be happy and positive. Be the kind of person that yep. when I would work with clients, I would say, be the kind of guy that she's going to go home, no, regardless of the outcome. She's going to go home and tell her friends about you. She's going to go home and tell people about you in a positive way. Say, hey, this, this like super weird guy came up to me today and you know we had like a 10 minute chat. It was super cool. I mean, nothing happened from it, but he really made my day brighter. You know, be yep. that guy. And that's how you'll get freaking amazing results, not just in your dating life, but in life. In life in general. That's how you'll be yeah. a magnet for social interactions. That's how you're going to be, you know, a guy that people want to <laughs> be around. That's how you're going to network. It's all hand in hand. It's just in Be general. that beacon of light. I mean, me and you work together and you see like, I'm just, I'm not the best at anything, right? Or I'm not, I'm not even the most social person in the world. You know what I mean? But I'm always in a, like, I'm always going to talk to people. I'm always dropping advice. I'm always talking yeah. to people. I'm always having conversations. I'm always making people feel good. I'm sharing positive vibes. You know, know and why is that? It's not, it's just because it's just who I am. It's who I've become at this point. But if you're not mm -hmm. even at that point where you're, you know, if you're at the point where you're like depressed, sad, angry, whatever, anxious, just start being more positive and see it as you're being selfish if you're not. Because a lot of people yep. will say, oh, well, I have nothing to share. You don't have to share shit. If you just complimented a waiter one day and left like a decent tip, you know how much of a brighter day that person would have? You know what I mean? Yep. What if you were walking down the street and you saw some guy and you were like, hey, dude, I love your shirt. And he's like, oh, thanks. You're like, yeah, I hope you have a great day. And that guy was going to kill himself later that day. Extreme example. But maybe yeah. you just stop a guy from Extreme, but it can, it's a possibility. It ha it's ha yeah, I've anyone can bring a compliment to the table. So 
Yeah, and it had like a genuine compliment. And anybody could, even without a compliment, you could just bring happiness. Yeah, I love it, dude. Uh, you've brought a lot of value to the table today, and hopefully people have kind of picked up some some little nuggets that they can uh, move forward with in their lives. Um, hopefully we didn't sound like total douches talking about all this stuff, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. And I did no, drop I a lot so, of uh, nuggets in this podcast, like a lot of stuff that took me six years and thirty, forty thousand dollars of coaching and personal development into myself here today just like dropping them on on, on the podcast so <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that i i dropped that if you guys didn't pick up on it rewatch the shit and write that shit down and use it <laughs> honestly yeah it, honestly he's not life. kidding uh, this is all stuff that i've seen you know in in things that i've watched online and things i've experienced for myself everything that he says today is very very true and should be applied to your life immediately honestly so man or woman yeah, all the stuff that I was talking about, like, it's not just, yes, I was a dating coach. I'm obviously moving out of that space um, recently. But the reality is, like, everything that I drop, the physiology thing, the state thing, the authentic expression thing, that's how you can get raises at your job. Absolutely. If you can congruently express yourself to your boss, your manager, whoever it might be, it's how you can get raises at your job. It's how at 18 years old, I was able to go get a job at a Michelin star restaurant, having never worked in a fucking restaurant. You know what I mean? It's how I was able to sell like $10,000 marketing packages when I was in marketing as an 18 and a half year old kid because I just was so congruent. Like this is for everything, right? So I just wanted to drop that. Absolutely, dude. It's big facts. <clears throat> and so hopefully you took something out of this today. Um, before we wrap things up, I do want to ask you some a little more serious questions if you're okay with that. <clears throat> sure. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I hate to bring it in. I hate to bring things into such a like serious tone after we've been talking about all this stuff. But uh, I have to ask, does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes. <laughs> okay. It does. <laughs> okay, cool. As long as pepperoni is involved. <laughs> as long as I it love, is involved? Yeah, I love, I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm a New Yorker, so I'm gonna get so much shit for this, but <laughs> I love pepperoni and pineapple on pizza, man. It's so fucking good. <laughs> I was going to say, I've never heard of pepperoni and pineapple, but I've heard of Canadian bacon and pineapple. No, 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 no. Fuck that. I don't like, no, I don't like Canadian bacon. Pepperoni and pineapple is fire, especially if you get Domino's and you get the pepperoni, pineapple and like Asiago cheese. Oh, so many people are getting triggered right now, dude. (laughs) So many people are triggered right now. How about this one? Um, Toilet paper over or under? You mean which way it goes? Um, yeah, like over. D- hang over, over or like under. Okay, over. thank you. 100%. You redeemed yourself. If you're under, you're a psychopath. Okay. <laughs> Dude, again, I tell everybody this. Johnny from Left Out Apparel, my, I think my second episode, third episode, he's the only person that said under, and I still question him to this day. Oh, my God. So. Dude, he's a so- you got to be careful. Like, I will stab you in your sleep with like a spork from elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good thing he lives in Edwardsville, Illinois, so I'm far enough away, so. There you go. No worries, no worries there. Um, what What's your guilty pleasure song? Like, a song that people are like, let, people would be like, what the fuck? But you, like, low-key love it. The Climb by, by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> okay. I, I love that song, man. It is It is such a dope song. It's, so like deeply emotional. It's a good message behind it for sure. 
Yeah, that's a dope song. Also, um, Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Just Both happen to be Miley, guilty pleasures of Okay, Miley Cyrus. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Understood. Um, tell me about your most embarrassing um, moment with dating or uh, your most embarrassing rejection, something like that. Most embarrassing rejection. You see, this is what happens when you fix your RAS. You don't really think about the stuff. Yeah, you don't. You kind of um, just push it to the back. <laughs> Yeah, I can't even, uh, embarrassing. Um, well, I mean, I, I don't know about embarrassing, but I can tell you it was super weird being the only just turned 16, like literally two days before, turned 16 year old at an RSD conference <laughs> and then going out with like 30 guys hitting the streets of uh, 42nd Street, Manhattan, Times Square, and like talking to women as like a 16 year old pretending like I was an adult. With like a bunch <laughs> of like 30 and 40 year old dudes and stuff. Yeah, like I went out with some guys who were like, uh, for guys who know about the pickup history and stuff, like Mystery. Do you know about Mystery? Uh-uh. Oh, well, there, anyways, there was, long story short, there's this tall guy named Mystery. He was tall. He would wear platform shoes. So he was like 6'8". He did magic tricks. He wore like crazy outfits, like rug, red, red rug, like jackets and like cockatiel earrings and like big cowboy hats and i went out with a guy who was dressed just like that he had like makeup under his eyes he had like eyelash extensions he had painted black nails and he had like big cowboy hat and he had and he had like this dope like black sweater he looked like a vampire dude and i went out with him and we were in like we were talking with him together and he was like hello i want to suck you're not literally but <laughs> that's how that's how he would he would pull up and i'm just like yo 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 what's up girl <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah. what were the girls reactions like did, did they react Dude, it positively was, it was some funny shit man um yeah, i mean yeah sometimes like sometimes i just be like oh dear god please don't murder me you know what i mean <laughs> because like the way that guy yeah. looked in the way I, I was just like this bright bushy tailed i was like hi hi nice to meet you you know hi hi <laughs> yeah puppy my dog. Is, little puppy dog and this guy's just like this towering he was like six four with like platform shoes <laughs> and just like weird looking looked like he was gonna go shoot up a school or something you know it was it was man it was funny okay <clears throat> but well, embarrassing I, I honestly can't think of too many i mean I, I have embarrassing moments of like talking to girls in like high school and stuff yeah but um yeah. N none within once i started getting into the dating stuff that i could think of well i think your story qualifies so i'll, I'll accept that as an answer <laughs> Uh, <laughs> dude it was so funny <laughs> imagine there's a 16 year old and like it. hundreds of like grown men leaving a conference off of 42nd street like it was right on 42nd street and just hitting the ground running at like 11 30 p.m <laughs> just like go in this corner this corner this corner and like i didn't know who to go with so i got picked up by vampire dude and short little indian guy like we just were like dude it was Sick. hilarious it was it was it was it was too much man <laughs> definitely picturing like yeah that's wild <laughs> like outside the m&m store talking to like sophomores in college and i got vampire dude and raj next to me <laughs> raj, <laughs> and raj is like trying to talk about like it consulting vampire dude is like a bartender that you would never go to you know, and there's just like me in the and middle, the like, dog oh, yeah, what's up, girl? What's up, girl? What's up? What's up? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Those poor <laughs> oh, women man. never had a chance. Okay, tell me this. Um, what, what actor would play you in a movie about your life? Um, Probably. I already, I already have my idea. 
I was gonna say Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yep. I feel like not Literally just because we look a little bit alike, but I feel like he'd do a good job. <clears throat> we well, guys have similar vibes, I gotta say. Yeah. So you're you're good friends with him. You got his number. Yeah. I could uh, give him. A, maybe me and him can hang out sometime. <laughs> we could all shoot. I wish I, I wish I was his friend. <laughs> That'd me be too. just like <laughs> the dopest thing ever. Hey guys, it's like my seventh podcast I've ever made in my life, and here's Seth Rogen. What is a secret skill that you have that not many people know that you have? I can do really dope magic tricks. Yeah, I uh, I learned really okay. cool magic tricks like my freshman year of high school because no one wanted to be my friend, so I had to be interesting somehow. And uh, <laughs> I learned how to do really cool magic tricks. And I went to school in Brooklyn, New York. Um, and I remember I would, I would do magic tricks at the corner of my school. And I went to school with 4,000 kids, by the way. Um, so I would like go to the corner okay. and, and do some magic tricks. And there'd just be like circles around me and people hyping it up. One time the principal came out and broke it up because they thought there was a fight going on. It was just me in the, like the middle, like a small little white dude. Like, hey, yo, pick a car, pick a car, pick a car. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in 10 years? I know you, you're... An entrepreneur type. What do you think? What do you think your life's going to look like in the next ten years? Just if you could guess. Well, as you know, um, me and you've been talking about this recently. Um, I'm shifting gears out of dating space. Have been for the past few months. Um, I'm moving into like personal development work. I've been studying hypnosis and neurolinguistic programming for change work. Um, probably within the next ten years, I could see myself traveling, uh, doing a lot of speaking engagements around the world, talking about personal development stuff. Uh, utilizing all the different skill sets that I've cultivated over the past couple of years, probably running a few six-figure businesses. I'm not like my goal isn't to be like a trillionaire. Um, I know a lot of people have that. Oh, I want to be a billionaire or something like that kind of mentality, and that's great. You know, <clears throat> for me, my magic number at this point in my life, it's probably going to change and alter as I get older. But if I'm making like 450k a year, I'm I'm more than happy um, in terms of like what I really want to accomplish. So, yeah, I mean, I see myself running multiple six-figure businesses when it comes to either coaching or consulting and then also doing speaking engagements and having, like, online courses and things of that nature. If I get into that space, might not. Yeah. But, yeah, Sick, that's dude. probably where, yeah, yeah. And then if, you know, San Diego doesn't burn to the floor, I might eventually get a place out there. I love San Diego, but it's just too shitty for uh, tax purposes and people-wise. Yeah, if you're yeah. from San Diego, I apologize. I don't apologize. You're, you're probably shitty if you're from San Diego, but <laughs> <laughs> no, San Diego is no. dope. But the the people and the taxes, yeah, I understand where you're coming at from that. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, sick, dude. I, I definitely see you taking uh, taking all your skill sets places because you've already done a lot of it successfully, and so you know you'll be able to put together, um, I'm sure, plenty of value for people, and I'm sure you'll reach that goal. So. Oh, one more thing that I had that I wanted to say. What's up? Um, other goal that I that I really want to accomplish, maybe in the next 10 years, maybe probably longer term, but uh, I really want to build a, a homeless shelter kind of foundation thing where it's not just homeless shelters, but it's teaching um, homeless people, people who have disabilities, uh, former soldiers, people in need, uh, how to have like communication skills to go get real world jobs. That's something that's been a really big yeah. passion of mine. Um, not just bringing them in to give them shelter and food, but teaching them real skills, whether it's communication skills, whether it's trade skills, but giving like real programs to get people back from the streets into real jobs and positions. That's a big passion of mine. So yeah, that's keep sick, myself dude. accountable. That's, that's something that on the never dead podcast. <laughs> Drop it. 
dude manifest that shit dog (laughs) i think that's really sick though because um not a lot of there's not a lot of options for people who feel like they're at the lowest point in their life as far as being homeless so the the fact that you you know want to do something to help them i think that's really commendable so hopefully that comes to fruition so it will it will just a matter of um it will it will so we're not going to say hopefully we're not going to say try we're just going to say that will come to fruition Yes, Dylan, you're catching on. <laughs> yes, no try, no hope. It's going to happen. <laughs> yep. All right, so uh, in closing, where can people find you online? So, <laughs> uh, you can find me um, on Instagram primarily. I'm, I'm restarting my YouTube channel. I'm not sure where that's going to be on, but Instagram at Sean.Siganovsky. That's about it. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to hop on this podcast in a few months when I've got some actual stuff to drop. Yep, I was going to say, I usually like to follow up with guests. Well, I don't say I usually like to because I still haven't done that. But my plan is to follow up with guests that I've already had on the show. You see what I'm saying? And uh, so you're not going to try to follow up. You're going to follow up. Oh, and I'm going to. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, Sick. Yeah, I'll follow up with you definitely um, whenever uh, you feel like is a good time and whenever you're dropping something new. So definitely have you back on. It was awesome to talk to you. So, um, yeah. Uh, follow him on Instagram. I'm sure that's a good place to keep track of what he's up to. Other than that, is there anything else you want to let the people know before we go? Nah, man. I really enjoyed being on this podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot more cool guests on here besides myself. Probably going to be the best ever, you know. But Probably. other than that, <laughs> I'm excited to listen to more stuff in the future. And thanks for having me on. Dude, and I would also say, on. like, yeah, and, and just one thing, you know, anybody who listened to this and, and saw some value in it, just apply it. Don't just listen to what I said. Um, and also, I could totally be wrong. Don't take everything here for word of God. But go try stuff. Go apply everything that you take hear action. here and otherwise take action. Yeah. That's the biggest, 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 biggest <clears throat> thing you can take away is take action. Don't be a person of words. Your words are only who you want to be. Your actions are who you actually are. So go take action today and start applying some of this stuff to your life today. So, 100%. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening. Tune in next Sunday for another episode of the Never Dead Podcast. And until then, may your lives be purposeful and your dreams be never dead. We'll see you next Sunday. Peace.